0: hello and welcome to ranking Th- Thrones I am James Kelly
1: and I'm Evan Camacho
0: and every week we gather to rank all the the kings uh, who sat on the Iron throne from Aegon to to Joffrey mm-hmm. um, last week we covered aegon I, the first and
1: uh, hm here are the following scores for him
0: yeah. Time is king, 37 points. As king, we gave him 18. He was very good. Warrior, we gave him 15. He had those dragons, so we can't give him full marks. Right. Madness madness, and Misrule, we gave him four. He didn't really do that much bad. No. And a Portrait, we gave him nine and a half. He was a very handsome man, and also had a commanding face. So, he scored 83.5, but although this is going to, we're going to compare some people for how they just scored on the raw data, the ultimate question is, are they special? Are they a dragon or a dud? And Aegon was a dragon. Undoubtedly. He definitely was a dragon. So, now let's get into someone who maybe doesn't have as... Great, a legacy. I'll, I'll start off with that. Maybe spoiling some things.
1: Well, to be fair, I, I am, I know nothing about this king, so I'm coming in very, very, um, very, very clean. So, what you're explaining, you're explaining to me, will be for anyone who does not read the lore as much as we do. So, continue. That,
0: that's whole part of the podcast, and that's the fun of the podcast. I come in as a super fan. Evan comes in as a good fan of the TV show. So, this episode, we're covering the second man who sat on the Iron Throne, Aenys Targaryen. So, Evan, can you tell me anything about Aenys Targaryen?
1: Aenys Targaryen? I actually don't know anything about him except that he was Aegon's successor.
0: All right. Perfect. So, does he have a nickname? Sadly, no. Although, some people towards the end... Called him King Abomination.
1: Jesus. I should tell you something.
0: Well, we'll get to why a little bit. So, does the other thing we mention in the show, before we start in the life story, does the show mention him? No. It doesn't. No. Yeah. Well, As we go through this, you might find out why he's kind of not exactly... Well... Fun.
1: And also to touch on the, on the aspect of the show itself. when you have to do this even with historic, really historical shows is it's about the drama. It's not: Oh about, yeah, of course. If, you're not teach, you, if you want to teach history, you watch a documentary.
0: Mm-hmm. If you want
1: drama, that's why you watch the show.
0: Yeah.: Books you can have long exposition where you can maybe reference him, although he's not really talked about in the Song of Ice and Fire books either.
1: Mm.
0: So The light. Oh, and the sources for this, as usual, Fire and Blood and The World of Ice and Fire. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the life of Aegis the first Targaryen. Aenis was the eldest son of Aegon. His mother was Rhaenys. He was so feeble and borderline pathetic that some whispered that he wasn't Aegon's son until a dragon hatched in his bed.
1: Well, uh-huh. Propaganda at
0: its finest. Yeah. Well, part of it was that Rainey's. the few times Aegon was not with her, she liked to be in the company of actors and uh, kind of people that were looked down upon mm-hmm. by society. And because he was not exactly a robust kid, and uh, one interesting little tidbit that George R. R. Martin includes is that Aenys only accepted um, the breast milk of his of Rainies he did not accept any other wet nurse.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. So maybe that's a little hint of what kind of a guy he's gonna be. Right. People were worried after Rainies died, and Aegon only having Aenys as his son, that no one would succeed Aegon if Aenys died. Thyssenia, however, then gave birth to a boy who she named Megor. so... Everything seemed fine. Fair enough. Aeneas was bookish and did not really like dragon riding that much. He did ride a dragon, but he didn't really take much to it. Fair enough. He just enjoyed being around people and people liked him. Okay. When he came of age, he married Alyssa Valerian. The Valerians were this other Valerian family who escaped the the Doom of Valyria, but they did not come with their dragons, and so they were not as powerful as the Targaryens. And they also were mainly known for their, their sea prowess, and they and they commanded Aegon's navy. Always valuable. Aenys and Alyssa had five kids. Their names were... First one born was Rhaena. The second one was Aegon. Third one was Viserys. The fourth was jaharis And finally, <laughs> Alisane. I mentioned that because those those names will become important later on.
1: Right. All right. Especially those of you who are fans of the show will know the name Viserys.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll find out about that one in a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Continue.
0: After Aegon died, um, well, actually, I... Towards the end of Aegon's life, the transition was more and more prepared. Mm-hmm. And slowly Aegon stopped touring the realm and had, had Aenys and Alyssa tour the realm instead.
1: Very common very common practice when the when you wanted an heir to become a because that was actually if you look throughout history, that was a huge succession crises were, were actually more the norm than they were the the exception. So Smooth transition of power was usually very rare.
0: And as we're going to find out with the Targaryens, it's, it only happens occasionally.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, this transition, though, from Aegon to Aenys was smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, Aenys, just after Aegon died, he Aenys left his uh, tour to go back to Dragonstone and was crowned king. Okay. His crown was much more ornate. It was very big crown crown, unlike the humble circlet that Aegon wore. Interesting. He then, after he was crowned king, began a popular tour. There While touring, there were some grumbles about Magor possibly should be king as he was more of a warrior.
1: And you get that you get that a lot.
0: But back at the King's Landing, at the Red Keep, Aenys, in a grand ceremony, named Magor his hand, and he gave Magor Blackfire, Aegon's sword. Nice. He said that this was more suited to, to Magor than to him. Mm-hmm. This would, unfortunately, have some problems later on.
1: Well, we'll find that out probably soon enough.
0: Amy's then began to have some major rebellions pop up. Yikes. A man claiming to be a descendant of Heron the Black began a rebellion. He attacked Heron Hall and killed the Lord of Heron Hall. But then he just ran back into the forest. Bizarre. Yes. And not exactly unprecedented. Some people just do that kind of things. They just want revenge. Mm-hmm. A Dornish man, who called himself the Vulture King, began uh, a rebellion as well, okay. attacking the south. And this actually, surprisingly, went against the express wishes of the Prince of Dorn. And the Prince of Dorn actually supported the efforts to suppress him. Interesting. The... The wars against the vulture king though were very unpleasant. Yeah. As typical, you know, it's this is gonna become that, a recurring thing.
1: Well as are any guerrilla rebellions. Mm-hmm.
0: There also in the Vale, the the younger son of the the Lord of the Vale yeah. took his his older brother hostage and claimed he was the Lord of the Vale. And in the Iron islands, there was a rebellion where a man was proclaimed that he was the son of the drowned god oh God so all these rebellions are happening well into the first year of Annie's time as king. This is his first test
1: so this is not a good not a good start
0: they're testing how strong he is right because there was a good question legitimately of how much was the was the the realm and the seven kingdoms really just or really really six kingdoms, but we call it seven kingdoms. How much was the realm really just Aegon? And how much was it could it survive beyond Aegon?
1: That happened that happened a lot in many kingdoms. And you'll find that out is what happens is you'll have this very strong ruler and then maybe and then his son or his or his successor, everything will just kind of screw up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, but continue with the story.
0: Aenys, rather than taking command or orders, wanted to understand why they were rebelling. He wanted to perhaps negotiate and figure out a peaceful solution to the problem. Interesting. Meanwhile, though, Oris Baratheon was able to crush the Dornish rebellion, mm-hmm. and the Vulture King died but not before Oris Baratheon perished in battle. Oops. Also, during this time, the Lord Greyjoy at the time was able to quell the rebellion in the Iron Islands. Aenys was, of course, happy by, by this and asked and promised to grant whatever was, re- was asked of him, whatever the um, the man asked him. And he said, because this was, a, um, and this is getting uh, into a bit of a sidetrack, Evan, but it's necessary, is that the Drowned God, is that the Iron Islands and the North are the only places that don't worship the Seven. Right. They, and the, the Iron Islands, they, they're very serious about, about worshipping the Drowned God. Right. And the Andal said, for so long had Septon sent to the Iron Islands to try to convert the, the Iron Men. Mm-hmm. But Aenys and so Lord Greyjoy realizing that he just quelled a religious rebellion had to prove how much he was he was an ironborn and a true believer of the Drowned God and said I want all the Septons to leave. Okay, And so Aenys knew that wasn't good that wasn't going to be popular but he made his his word, and so he granted it. So, after Aenys did that, the big other rebellion in the Vale got quelled when Magor, riding Balerion the Black Dread, flew right to to, um, uh, I'm blanking on the exact name for it, the Vale. Mm -hmm. And he and he took all the rebels captive and brutally executed them
1: probably by fire
0: yeah and so the the lord of the veil vale was restored and eventually um the man posing as as Heron was captured and executed he took the longest to find even though he was the first but eventually he was he was found and uh, the lord who who captured him was then declared the lord of Harrenhal, as his reward.
1: Very good.
0: This man, by the way, was was Lord um, Harroway, hmm. and he was important because his daughter was married to, or no, maybe it's not Harroway. Maybe I'm getting the, the names mixed. Anyways. The Lord of Heron Hall's daughter was married to. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We'll get to that in a bit. Okay. All
1: right.
0: So, all the rebellions are quelled. All right. Aenys didn't really order anything. No. Which is and he didn't really fight or do anything.
1: No, they just kind of got quelled on their own.
0: Well, quelled by the lords. Right. And this really sets a precedent for everyone began to perceive Aenys as weak. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, it wasn't wasn't the orders of the king, it was just the lords, or former kings, just doing their job.
0: Yes. So, after all these rebellions have happened... His son and heir, Aegon, comes of age, and he happily announces that his eldest daughter, Rhaena, mm-hmm. will marry his, his son, Aegon, right. following the traditional Valyrian tradition of brother and sister marrying to supposedly keep the bloodline pure and preserve their ability to command dragons. Right. Aenys and Aegon and Rhaena had long expected this. They had long planned it, but the people didn't.
1: Interesting.
0: Aenys and Magor had no sisters, so there was no incestuous marriage with them. Okay. And the people sort of kind of grandfathered in and sort of looked past the incestuous marriage of Aegon.
1: hmm
0: Probably because I think he conquered them.
1: Right. You gotta give credit for that
0: but the, the the faithful are do seriously take very seriously how incest is not right
1: right it's considered a little bizarre
0: and they do not accept this at all uh-huh. and they start rumble rummaging and saying this is not cool you cannot do this mm-hmm. Now, during this time, the Faith had their own army, the Faith Militant. Yep. The The lords and the knights were of that order, were called the warrior's son. And there was also a peasants' force of just men and farmers, just ordinary peasants who just took up a pitchfork mm-hmm. and a sword. They were called the poor fellows. Interesting. The Faith says... That it that they might rebel if the marriage is not undone, mm. and this is something that I, I don't have it quoted, but just it's an amazing irony. Aeneas, who is noto- who was notorious for his indecisiveness, yeah, in this one matter was stubborn and uh-huh. rigid and refused to back down. Uh oh, he. Ab was adamant that Rhaena and Aenys would marry, and Aegon would marry. So, during this time, by the way, Magor decided to marry another woman. Okay. Magor said he his father did it, so he's allowed to do it too. Okay. But this was not popular with the Lords.
1: No, they wanted monogamy.
0: Yes. And probably the Lord's father didn't like that his daughter was now second fiddle. Right. So, Aeneas, under pressure, ordered Megor banished for ten years. Mm. But then he got a little indecisive and felt bad about it, and softened it to six years. Okay. As he was be- being banished from Dragonstone, he politely asked, some of the people asked, give him back Blackfire, Aegon's sword. mm mm-hmm. said, he can have it if he takes it from me.
1: Take it like a man. He didn't. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Aenys is beginning to recognize as there's more and more threats of r- rebellion. Mm-hmm. That maybe. Oh, and okay, this is a good point. I should mention. I forgot. Reyna and and Aegon did get uh-huh. married.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they they were married by a septon who worked on Dragonstone, and he was more accustomed to the Valyrian's cu- customs.
1: Yeah.
0: The High Septon declared that that marriage was an abomination. Oh jeez and they declared king aegon was king abomination <laughs> and that any lords that recognized the targaryens were no true servants of the seven wow yes aenys recognizes that his his heir is not popular and that he's not getting popular and he figured that touring as his father did and he once did would make everyone love him once more, and they'd love Aegon. Oh, boy. And Rhaena. So he says, go on a tour of the the realm. All right. Rhaena is a bit more practical, and she asks, can they bring dragons? Good move. He said no. Big mistake. The reason why was because Rhaena had from a very early age had taken to riding dragons. Aegon at this time didn't. Okay. And so he was worried that Aegon would be perceived as weak for riding on the dra- on his sister's dragon.
1: Not good. Not good.
0: So Rhaena and Aegon go on their tour and they're they are guarded. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, but they're not with the dragons. Right. They end up getting taken hostage at Lannisport.
1: Lannisters. Yep.
0: Yeah. Aenys is pretty exasperated by this. And he's very nervous. And he ran off with his family to Dragonstone. Okay. While he was on Dragonstone, he got scolded by by Visenya, who called him an embarrassment and said that his father would never be in this situation. Mm. The observers said that Aines by this point, looked like a man in his 60s, even though he was 30.
1: Yes. The guy didn't dress well.
0: Well, just a, it's weighing on him. Mm-hmm. You know, the age-old saying, like like presidents, depending on how hard your presidency is, it, is how much you age right like the pictures of lincoln like when when lincoln comes into the white house he's a spry young young man by the end it looks like he's like 20 years older he looks like a frail man jesus yeah and those are real like he was one of the first president's photographs so you can actually see it happen <laughs> walt whitman even wrote poems commenting about it
1: wow yeah
0: True story. Okay, back to a fictional story. So, Ani's got a little sick. Uh-oh. Visenya took care of him, and he got a little better. But then he heard news about the major rebellions. Of course. And he got sick again, and then he died.
1: How uneventful.
0: Some people think he was poisoned by Visenya.
1: 50/50. 50/50 in my opinion.
0: Well, when we get to the next episode, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty likely.
1: All right, continue. So he's so he's dead.
0: So he's dead. So that's a story.
1: Not exactly, not exactly an exciting tale, but nonetheless, it's still a necessary story.
0: Yes. So, let's go through the categories now, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: as we go through and figure out how special is Mm Aenys. The warrior. How good was he as a warrior?
1: I would say he didn't really even seem to fight any battles, so I'd probably just give him... So we have also no idea how potentially good he was. So I probably. Well,
0: can... I do have something I, I want to note.
1: Yeah.
0: So Aenes was trained to by the best to be a warrior. Mm-hmm. And the Kingsguard said of him, he was not. He would not shame Aegon, but he would never stand out a, as an exception for Aegon. Fair enough. So he wasn't like bad.
1: Well, I never said he was a bad warrior, but he just never fought, seemed to fight any battles.
0: And you can really make a case because, and this might go more into him as king, but the fact that he really didn't take any command at all right and the 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 wars that were fought during his reign he doesn't really deserve points
1: no I was gonna say
0: I will only go with. I'm sorry, I can only really go with one. Same. Yeah, I mean, sorry, man. Just, like, he, he didn't really fight, and he wasn't really, like, even as a warrior. Some some of the Kings we'll Cover didn't really get tested as a warrior, but they did have it in them. Right.
1: Aenus didn't really seem to at all.
0: No, I mean, not really, so
1: he wasn't even really a commander either at least you have some generals at least you have some kings that can serve as generals even if they're not fighters
0: Mm -hmm. so king he ruled for five years so he gets five points just by by the length of time he ruled Mm -hmm. as king what can i say about his reign that's not mentioned in his life story he did commission for the Red Keep to be built into a magnificent castle. Right. You have to remember that for pretty much all of Aegon's life, the Red Keep was mostly just this. And King's Landing itself mm-hmm. is more of just like an accidental city. Right. Not- and his, and other than the magnificent Iron Throne, his keep wasn't exactly the most impressive. Fair enough. But he didn't live to see the the red keep completed. No. As I mean, king what really defined him was that he desperately wanted to be loved.
1: Yeah. And he was willing to play, he was willing to compromise a lot.
0: But the problem with him was he, he was he was too willing to compromise and a few times he wasn't kind of where Winnie should have. So, I don't know. I mean, like, it, he's not a a good king.
1: Not a good king, but he's, I mean, really look at it. It wasn't, he wasn't an awful king. I think he was a weak king.
0: So out of a 10, like, uh, just like Warrior, that was out of 10. We only gave him one point each out of 10.
1: Right. I mean, as king, I would give him, and I'm probably being a bit more generous than I should be, I'm going to give him a three.
0: Oh, that was what I was thinking. Yeah.
1: I was going to give him a three. He wasn't awful. No. He wasn't even really a good king.
0: He was more like, I don't know, it's like, it's, it's one of those things where, like, if he was it, really, like, in an uncontested era, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that eventually. Right. He probably
1: would have made an okay king in peacetime.
0: You know, I don't know though. Like it's like because it's it's always the but as as I read more and more of Fire and Blood, it's just like it's never peacetime. No, you have good kings that are able to to ensure that it's peacetime. Right. I'm not going to be. I'm not critical of him per se, other than how we are critical because we're just like he doesn't really do much to.
1: Right, he just doesn't. He doesn't really do anything extraordinary, but he also doesn't. He doesn't do anything completely and utterly unforgivable.
0: No. So guess, that actually covers our next category. Right. That's a perfect transition. Madness and misrule.
1: I, I, again, this one's a very. This one's kind of tricky with him because the, the the madness. I don't really think so. I don't think he was that mad.
0: No, there's none, none, none. of that.
1: But the misrule, you could make a very strong case for. This guy just was not fit to be king.
0: This this is a real good case of like benign misrule. Yes, where 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 he's not misruling by like he's not. We'll kind of get to ones that were like tyrants, but he wasn't right. a tyrant. But like this no. is just like right. incompetence.
1: Uh, you you you'd see this a lot in. Um... You actually see this a lot in some parts of, um, in some medieval kings, especially Mm -hmm. in Europe, especially in um, England and France, where they're just, again, they're not really, they're not violent, they're not vicious, they're not idiots, but they're too willing to be diplomatic. They don't make harsh decisions, and they don't make decisive decisions.
0: (laughs) So yeah. I'm gonna be a bit harsher to him because ultimately he left the realm that his father had built right. at war mm-hmm. and fighting each other.
1: I think it was one his one probably good thing that he did was he was smart enough to give the warrior aspect to his brother.
0: But even that that, that became a problem because it, it further cemented his image as being weak. Right. Other other people can, because he didn't like have enough strength to really sell that either. No. Like that. He, like no, I'm not a warrior, but I'm a, a commander. I'm still your king. He didn't even sell that exactly. Okay. So, he's, he's, I'm gonna go six. Like it, it really is. Like he, it, it's not like the worst, but it's not good.
1: No, it's not. I'm agree with that. Probably a six.
0: All right. Wow. We're pretty simpatico. So. <laughs>
1: I think because again, you're looking at a guy who just really again this this guy just was not really meant to be king he did not again he he didn't do a, a terrible job, but he just wasn't able to command like his father and then again also let's also consider the fact following his father is very tough
0: yeah well um one thing I'd like to say though kind of um as both a commentary, but also as a, just like a one of the great things I love about George R. R. Martin, as we're going to go through these Targaryen kings
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, the Baratheons, right, is that is that he is very much a believer of of deconstructing what he he felt was the idea, this kind of naive belief that we all have, of that a good person makes a good king.
1: No, that's that's, that's- and Hades I mean, is,
0: is one of the great examples of just like he's—he doesn't strike me at all as a bad person. He strikes me as a nice guy. He wouldn't be a bad friend.
1: A very strong person.
0: But he's just like yeah, he isn't meant to be king.
1: Very much a um, and I I hesitate whether they call this spoilers or not, but he's very much kind of a Tom and Baratheon. He's not a bad person, but he's not a—he's not a great person.
0: No. Yeah. Well.
1: You could call him. You could call him. Maybe if you really stretch it, a good king.
0: No, no, uh, no, no. Was, well, well. I think we're kind of already hinting where we're gonna be the final verdict. But before we do that, here's. Um, I'm sending Evan a link to a portrait of Aenys. Okay. Get it? Yep. Yep. So um, that's Aene- one of. One of them. And uh, this one's from the World of Ice and Fire. And uh, another one I can also send. Hold on. Mm -hmm. And this one's from uh, the official fan site. Right. Yeah. So...
1: He kind of looks a little bit like um, he actually has kind of a resemblance in a bizarre way to a Henry the uh, First, mm. king. Of... But
0: uh, I think he looks a little a little foppish.
1: He does. He looks kind of like a he looks kind of like a Georgian king almost. Mm-hmm. So,
0: I mean, it does matches his, his personality and what we know of him.
1: He's kind of this. He's kind of this mopey sort of bashful kind of kind of definitely not strong-hearted being. No.
0: So, I mean, I give him a three. Yeah, out of five, yeah. um, I'm going to be nicer nicer, just a little bit. Three and a half.
1: He's not ugly, or at least you could say he was He was not... Uh, he There was a time when he was very handsome.
0: But you can honestly, from looking at this, you can see why he <laughs> was considered a kind of a pushover. Right. So, going over the scores right now as I tabulate it up. Mm-hmm. Aeneas has five years as king. Right. As as the category of the king, we only gave him six. Right. The warrior was his lowest and abysmal score. He only scored two. Yep. Madness and misrule, we gave him 12.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Because it it was ultimately misrule. Right. And that's his highest score, and that's not a... The good score, but... yeah,
1: not a good score at all.
0: And uh, Portrait, 6.5. Mm-hmm. Not an ugly man, but not exactly one that commands respect. Exactly. So, in drastic difference to his father, he only scored 31.5.
1: Yes. So compare that to the 80, 83 points of his predecessor. Uh, he's got some work to do.
0: But, with all that said... The final question is dragon or dud?
1: Aiming more towards the dud.
0: Dud. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Just, no. Sorry. I mean, like, he just... No. Like, what we ask always with this category, it's not whether or not you're a good king. It's whether you're one worth remembering and talking about. Right.
1: And, no. He's
0: not. No.
1: Nothing nothing Um, extraordinary
0: about him not really it's not the most interesting story it's interesting for what happens and what happens after
1: mm-hmm.
0: and just interesting just like of of what what kind of like the the realm was immediately after Aegon. Mm-hmm. and it's just a great example of how you you can train someone and be, he can be seem to be like the right deal but he just doesn't have the chops yeah poor kid yeah. So I think that about covers it. That is it for Anis and next week we are going to cover his successor Megor. Mhm. So see you then. Mhm.